Welcome to Action Chapel International. We are one church in many locations worldwide. We are so excited that you took the time to join us today to feed on God's word and to enrich your spirit. We know that your life will never be the same. Now please join us for this powerful message. Call on the name. Call on the name. Call on the name. Somebody call on the name. Scream the name. Scream the name. Thank you for coming. Thank you for tuning in on Dominion Television. Yes, TV 3, 5, 2, and on Go TV. And all that online is great to be with you. What a time to leave. Hallelujah. Call upon the name one more time. Put your hands together for that beautiful, powerful name. Amen. With your hands lifted up all over this place. See, I declare in the name of the Lord Jesus that my sight will not go dim. As I age, I will cross 70 with ease. I will cross 80 with ease. I will cross 90 and 100 with ease. By the grace of God, in the name of Jesus, say I break spells. I break the power of diviners and sorceress. I override divination, incantations, enchantments, and I declare there is no divination, incantation, or enchantment against me, this house, or my nation, in the name of Jesus, or my family, in the name of Jesus, put your hands together and give God praise. Please be seated in heavenly places, and it's good to have you home. We're excited for every one of you. We thank God for you, and your loved ones, and your family. We're proud of you. And we thank God that you are part of this great house. God put you here. God planted you. And I declare that nothing shall remove or uproot you from where God has put you in this house. And in Jesus' name, we are not losing any one of you. By any means, in Jesus' name, 2021, you will live and not die. I said you will cross 2021 with ease. In the name of Jesus, if you believe it, put your hands together and thank God for that. We've been talking about the person of the Holy Spirit and that the month of April is the month of emphasis on the Holy Spirit where we'll be looking at the manifestation, the fruit, the person, the dispensation of the Holy Spirit. And so we will keep building on that to get a, a better appreciation or understanding of the person of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit and from the original script, what it meant from the original script is keep being filled. Somebody say keep being filled, keep being filled. And I referred the Holy Spirit to water because it's a type of water. And when you don't drink water, you get dehydrated physically. And it's the same thing when we don't drink, um, we don't get filled with the Holy Spirit. Spiritually, we get dehydrated until we get to a point where we become spiritually anemic. And that is not good and healthy to any one of us. Somebody said to me, uh, how long do I have to keep being filled with the Holy Ghost until you die? You have to keep drinking water until the day you check out of here. And if you have to drink water every day to survive so you don't get dehydrated, <clears throat> it's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You have to keep drinking the Holy Ghost. You have to keep being filled with the Spirit until the day 
you check out. So it's a daily necessity. And I'll show you a reason why you need to keep being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's a daily necessity. It is critical. It's mandatory. It's required. It's a command. And there is no substitute for it. So turn your Bibles with me to the book of Ephesians 5.18. And uh, Simeon is here. She'll be uh, ministering during the times of our offering, tithes and offering. So it's good to have Simeon back here at home. Thank you, girl. Good to have you back here. Amen. Hallelujah. Praying for you that next time you come here, you'll be married. Oh, you are not happy about that? Are you jealous? If you are not jealous, why don't you put your hands together? Do we love Simeon? Yeah. Then put your hands together. Show her some love. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> All right, Ephesians 5.18. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. So the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, it also means be under the influence of the Spirit. Now, it uses wine to explain the, to explain the reason why you must be filled with the Spirit because when you are drunk with wine, you come under the influence of wine. That's why they call alcohol spirit. Spirit is influence. So whenever you are drunk with wine or alcohol, you are under the influence or the dictates or the command of the alcohol. And when you are drunk or full of the Holy Ghost, you come under the command, the dictates, and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the influence of the Holy Spirit. Put your hands together for the influence of the Holy Spirit. And come with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and the 23rd verse. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So understand that you are not a soul. Neither are you flesh and blood or just a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And your soul is comprised of your mind, your emotion, and your will, or your five senses constitute the soul. Five senses. The ability to see, to feel, to taste, to touch, to hear, to smell. All that is within the soul of man. So you are not a soul. You are not a body. You are a spirit living in a body. Have a soul. Now what you got to understand is, is the spirit in you is the image of God. The image of God and the likeness of God is the spirit in man. The spirit in man is the breath of God. The Bible said for there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty giveth him illumination, revelation, understanding. Revelation gives you the code to go to the backside to access and to know what's responsible for what your eyes are seeing. And if you don't have the code to go to the backside or what you call behind the scenes, you will never understand and know what's going on. And so that is where the Holy Spirit is critical and necessary. Say, I hear you. Say, I'm a spirit. <clears throat> I have a soul. I live in a body trying to have a human experience. Lift up your right hand. Please say it again. I want to feel you. Say, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body trying to have a human experience rather than me being human, trying to have a spiritual experience. Say, I am not human. I am a spirit. I live in a body. I have a soul trying to have a human experience. 
Put your hands together and thank God for that. Now, until you and I, ladies and gentlemen, can appreciate and have an understanding of this fact that we are a spirit, we live in a body, we have a soul, we will misunderstand who we are because misunderstanding is a result of lack of understanding. And we don't know who we are because we lack understanding of who we are. We are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. If you understand that, you do well. Galatians 5, 16 to 18, why you and I have to keep being filled with the Holy Ghost. Why we have to keep drinking water in the spirit, just as we drink water physically every day, all of our lives. We need to drink the Holy Ghost every day, for out of your belly shall flow the rivers of living waters. Go ahead. This I say then, walk in the spirit, mm -hmm. and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. You see, so this is one of the major reasons, apart from many other reasons, why we must be filled with the spirit. It is one thing, and this is it. And I submit it to you, ladies and gentlemen, on authority, that there is an ongoing fight and conflict for dominance, either over your spirit or over your flesh. The flesh is in contention with your spirit and it wants dominance over your spirit. And your spirit is in contention with your flesh because it also seeks and wants dominance over your flesh. And whoever or whosoever you yield to shall have the upper hand. So it's a constant fight till the day we check out. It's not going to end. Every day, every day. That's why... I am not shocked and surprised when I hear that some spiritual man or some spiritual woman has slipped or erred or sinned or fallen or missed it. I don't condemn them. I'm very careful in judging people. That's what the Bible says, judge not that you may not be judged. Because if you, if you don't understand these things, there is nobody that is spiritually free from this flesh till the day we go and to the day we check out. <clears throat> it's every day. It's everyday conflict. You can get it right today and miss it tomorrow. You have to keep drinking water, ladies and gentlemen, every day of your life till you check out. Because the day you don't drink water, you get dehydrated. And when you don't get full of the Holy Ghost every day or any day, your water level drops. And when your water level drops, your electricity power is restricted and limited. You don't have enough power to turn on the light. And light here is revelation. Light here is clarity, is vision, sight. And so when the water level drops like a Kosombo dam, power level goes down. And what gives you and I the power and the upper hand and the dominance over our flesh and our emotions and logic and reasonings and philosophy, ladies and gentlemen, is when we are filled with the Spirit. When we are filled with the Spirit, it's clear that we have drunk enough water. And you saw what doctor put on the screen. When you are 70 pounds, there is the measure or level or amount of bottles of water you must drink to survive. And if you are more than 70 pounds, then you need to drink more water because your whole body functions on water. And our spirit, ladies and gentlemen, function on water. And the water here is the spirit. If you look at Genesis 1-2, when God came on the scene and saw the state of the then earth, 
he understood what the issue was. That darkness had covered the face of the deep. There was a state of anarchy, chaos, confusion. And God had the word. He knew exactly what he wanted and needed. But he would not address the issue. He won't confront the issue until the spirit began to brood upon the face of the water. And as the spirit, a superior water and power and spirit began to brood upon the face of the waters, then God said, let there be light. And there was light. Jesus for 30 years kept saying, my time has not yet come. My time has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. Until the heavens were open when he prayed in Jordan and the Holy Ghost came in the form of a dove and abided on him. And he was full of the spirit and was led by the Holy Ghost into the wilderness to be tested or tried by the adversary. Even the Son of God, born by a virgin, holy from the mother's womb, David said in sin or iniquity, did my mother conceive me? We were all conceived in iniquity and sin. Jesus was not conceived in iniquity and sin. And yet, he needed the Holy Spirit. If he needed the Holy Spirit to function, what makes you and I think that we can do without him? We just can't. His arrogance, his spiritual pride, and his ignorance to ever think, imagine, or believe that you can function without the Holy Spirit. Flesh and blood cannot withstand demons. I was in my room the other day, lying on my bed, and I was getting up to use the restroom, and then I saw this dark image standing right there, watching me lie on the bed, and I ignored it. Because I remember years ago, one of my spiritual fathers was in the Philippines in Manila, and a spirit came into the bedroom at a hotel and shook the bed and carried the bed from where he was, it was to another side of the bed. Then the spirit turned itself and it was living. And Dr. Samron said, come back here. Move the bed back to where it was. So the spirit moved the bed back to where it was and he said, you can leave now. And the spirit left. Hallelujah. We have had fathers who have walked the face of this earth and have shook the gates of hell. And I said in the name of Jesus, whose I am and whom I serve, you spirit and shadow of death. You have no right here. You are dismissed with immediate effect. Go to the place of divine appointment and stay bound in the name of Jesus. And I deny and block access and openings. Whatever opening you came through is sealed and blocked in the blood of Jesus. You are uninvited in the name of Jesus. Dismissed with immediate effect. Go to the place of divine appointment. I was telling them I went to preach in Chicago. Had a great move of God in Chicago. And I was going to the UK. We took off. Few hours after we took up, I was sleeping, and a huge personality came into the aircraft. He just walked into the aircraft, and he came to exact on me. And in the name of Jesus, I contended with him, and I said, "In the name of Jesus, you will not exact on me, and you will not override me. I secured the upper hand and the victory of the cross over you. In the name of Jesus, and I dismissed it, and immediately it broke its power, and it left. It just walked back. And went. You will not be engaged in the air by the enemy. No one of your loved ones shall be engaged by the enemy in the air, on land or on water, by any means. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together and say yes. So please understand that is an ongoing battle and a conflict. And you can be in the spirit today and be in the flesh tomorrow. Any day you refuse to drink water, you get dehydrated. And it's the same thing. 
So stop all this spirituality and knowing the scripture is not enough. You can be a student of Genesis to Revelation and still miss it and still stumble. Satan is not the respecter of any one of us. He goes to God's assembly when the children of God gathered, he was there. He went to Jesus. Who do you think you are? He's a fallen archangel. He lost his place, but he didn't lose his power. He doesn't have authority, but he had power. We have authority because we are under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And authority supersedes power. That's why we cannot be afraid of the enemy because he may have power, he may have ability and skills and capabilities, but he doesn't have authority. The lawyer has authority. The lawyer has power. Lawyers have capability. Lawyers have ability. But in the courtroom, the judge has authority. And the judge can overrule power. The judge can overrule and hold the lawyer in contempt of court. And it doesn't matter how young the judge is. If she is in the chair, you can be 70, 80 years, and maybe you even taught that judge at school, the law school. But as long as she sits in that chair, she has authority. She can hold you in contempt of court. And hear me, if she sentences you, a man or a woman, all the forces of government will enforce it. If you go to prison, the police takes hold of you immediately. If you resist the police, the army will come in. If the army can't come in, the reserve forces will come in. National security will step in and they will all come in to enforce the decree and decision of that young man or woman. What is the difference between that young man and the elderly, well-informed, skillful lawyer? The difference is between authority and power. Somebody say, I hear you. So you must appreciate that the Christian work is a daily fight. So stop being self-righteous. Stop pointing finger on everybody and on yourself. Stop being critical on yourself and on others. God has given us a way out. He said the only way you have dominance over your flesh, the lust of the flesh, the detects, the longings, the appetite of this flesh is to allow your spirit to have dominance. How do I allow my spirit to have dominance? By being filled with the Holy Ghost on daily basis. On daily basis. And that's what the Bible says. It is not by might. Might means military power. Not by strength, capabilities, capacity, ability, will, or a strong mind. All those things don't stand a chance when it comes to conflict with the spirit world. They're stronger than us. It takes the Holy Spirit to uh, enable us and empower us to be able to withstand them and override them. So it is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, we need the spirit. We need the Holy Ghost to override the mountains and the challenges and the controversies of life. We need the Holy Ghost to deal with the contradictions of life. And we need the Holy Ghost to master our flesh. The day we miss, listen, nobody is spiritually enough not to be tempted by Satan. I'm just telling you. So stop all this spirituality. For let him that thinketh he stand take heed lest he fall. Nobody is spiritual enough to be exempted from temptation. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. 
That's what the Bible says, judge not that you may, you may not be judged. Look at Moses. God said, if there is anyone that calls himself a prophet among you, I, the Lord, Jehovah, Adonai, speak to such a one through dreams and vision. Then he went further to say, but Moses, my servant, is not like that. I speak to him face to face. The other day, God was angry with the children of Israel and decided to wipe them out. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He said, Moses, leave me alone. Stay out of my way that I may wipe them out. Then Moses, flesh and blood, a man like you and I, had the audacity to address the Most High, to address Jehovah Adonai, and said to God, you cannot do it. I will not let you kill them. What makes a man so strong and powerful? What gives him the audacity to address his creator in, that, in such a way and manner and say, Lord, you can't do it. If you do it, the heathens will accuse you. They will say you are unable to keep your word. And Moses was concerned about God's integrity and reputation than himself. He was not arrogant. He reasoned with God and said, Father, I have an argument. What I'm about to say has nothing to do with me. It has to do with your reputation, your integrity. If you kill them, the heathens and the nations who hate you and your people will say you were unable to keep your promise. And the Bible said, and the Lord repented. And God changed his mind. Hey, what makes a man so powerful? Yet, there came a time when Moses missed it as spiritually as he was. As spiritual as he was. A five-star general. The people provoked him. They vexed him. I was talking to the Bible students yesterday at graduation that this work we are doing never have expectation of congregation members to remember you or to appreciate you. Have a zero expectation. So if they appreciate you, it is good. If they don't appreciate you, it is good. If you are one that six and one the appreciation and the approval of congregation members and people, you never get it. Most times when I finish preaching, some of my own bishop, I made them bishop, they never said to me, your message was good, you did well. They don't say anything. They just sit there and look at me and I just encourage myself. Yeah. It's just one or two that everything was so bad. That was good. Others will not say, they will sit down there like they didn't hear me preach. But when they finish preaching, they want me to say something. And I say, what kind of anointing is this? But that is what it is. And I've gotten used to this. So when I finish preaching, I don't even look at them. I don't even seek for them to say anything because I know I'm not getting any encouragement. So I have to encourage myself in the Lord my God. Yeah. So if you're an individual and a man of God, you want your people to always praise you, always encourage you. You are joking. You are not going to get it. It's God that rewards us. He is our shield and our exceeding great reward, not people. And what we do for people is our reasonable duty, responsibility. We are commanded and are called to do it. And it's God who rewards, not the people. So if they appreciate it, it is good. If they don't, it is good. God will appreciate you. Put your hands together and say yes. And here, Moses, as spiritual as Moses was, talking to God face to face, missed it and stumble.
God says, speak to the rock. And the people's attitude was wrong. And even though the people were wrong, God was not angry with the people. He was angry with Moses. He said, I spoke to you to speak to the rock. And you smote the rock because the people provoked you. You have no right dishonoring me. And God said, okay, Moses, hand over to Joshua. Maybe you are tired. Get out of the way. May we never miss it. May we never miss it. And that was how Moses saw the promised land, but didn't enter. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, thousands of years after, when Jesus came, before going to the cross, Moses entered the promised land. He came there. On the Mount of Transfiguration, I've been there. When they were taking us to the Mount of Transfiguration, they didn't tell me how high the mountain was. So I thought, I'm just going to another mountain. When we started climbing, and I was looking down, and I saw the way the, the road was, it was so narrow to the edge, and I said, if they had told me that this was what it was like, I wouldn't have come to the mountain. The road wasn't safe at all. And I said, what is it? He said, deception. So I said to the security, next time you must check all of this and let me know. You can't just let me come and sit in the car and they are taking me, look at the road, corners, corners. And I said, so Jesus climbed this without a car. He climbed this to the top. And it was on the Mount of Transfiguration that Moses had the opportunity to step his foot on the Mount of Transfiguration, but in another form. But God gave him the opportunity to step his foot on, the, on that mountain because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But the fact of the matter is that as spiritual as he was, he missed it. He allowed anger to dominate and to take over, and he missed it. You and I must always take heed to ourselves and make sure we are serving God at his terms, not on our terms. You serve God on your terms when you serve God with your head, with logic, with philosophy, with your emotions, with the reasoning of men. But we don't serve God by our understanding or our mind. We serve him by our spirit. Romans 1 and verse 9. Romans chapter 1 verse 9. He said, he talks about God whom I serve with my heart. Serve with my, my spirit. Serve God with my spirit. Serve God with my spirit. He didn't say with my understanding. He didn't say with my reasoning. He didn't say with my logic. He said with my spirit. And the Bible said in John 4, 24, that God is not a thought. God is not logic. God is not a soul. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and not in their mind or in their emotion or in their flesh or in their soul, but in the, in the, spirit. somebody talk to me, in the, spirit. one more time, in the, spirit. So whenever we try to serve God with our mind, with our logic, with our reasoning, with our emotions, with our flesh, with our soul, we are serving him on our terms, not on his terms. And that's what the problem is. Galatians 5. Galatians 5, 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. He didn't say if we live in the flesh. If we live in the soul. He said if we live in the spirit. So God expects you and I to live in the spirit. That means we must be under the influence of the spirit. That means he expects you and I to be governed, controlled, 
driven, led by the Spirit. That means he expects you and I to be men and women who allow the Spirit to determine our choices and decisions and that we don't take decisions by the flesh, by our emotions. That is the issue of forgiveness and forgetting. A lot of people struggle to forgive and to forget. You can't forgive and you can't forget without the Holy Spirit. It takes the power of the Holy Ghost. It takes being filled with the Holy Spirit to be able to forgive and to be able to forget. I'm telling you. If you are not filled with the Spirit, you may try to forgive, but you find it difficult to forget. It takes the Holy Spirit to erase the memories. We call it divine editing. It takes the Holy Spirit to edit from our subconsciousness and consciousness the offenses, the pain, the hurt. If you don't submit your subconsciousness and consciousness to the Holy Spirit to erase those things, you will always bring things of the past up. You will always remind offenders of their offenses. You will always talk about how hurt you are how offended, how wounded, critical about people, bitter, always bringing up issues of the past. You will not be able to let go, to let go and not to remember and to forget. It takes being filled of the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen, on a daily basis. Without the Holy Spirit, we can't make it. Without the Holy Spirit, we will err, stumble, and always go back to the past. You know, the other day, last week, Sunday, they had put three monitoring speakers here. One, two, three. And when I came in, I was sitting there and I told Bishop, I said, Bishop, I feel a little bit tired today. So I said, you know, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to speak. I don't want to do anything. So I said, tell Bishop Isando to do the communion. Tell Bishop Nyaku and Mo to handle the closing service. Tell Bishop Pat to do the tithes and the offering. Tell Bishop James, I don't want to do anything. For whatever reason, Bishop, Bishop, but I told Bishop James, but he told him, Papa said, go ahead. And every convention, I close the service all the time. So Bishop James is also used to the fact that when he speaks, Papa will come and close it. So he kept saying, Papa is coming, Papa is coming, Papa is coming, Papa is coming. And what I should have done was to get up and tell Bishop James that, hey, I don't want to say anything, so you people just handle the service. Keep me out of it. I didn't say that. So as he kept saying, Papa is coming, and I said, you know something, let me just get up, go say something. So I was talking and giving a testimony of this jet, a friend of mine sent and said, Papa, if you, if you like it, anytime you are traveling around Africa, you can use it, I'll give you a very good deal, you don't have to pay that much, and all that. And when I step in, I said, this is a point of contact for my own coming. Anyway, cut a long story short, I was talking to the bishop, they were sitting here, and the three monitoring speakers were behind me. Whilst I was talking, I was going back, and I didn't realize it. So I tripped, and I fell. And when I got up, I remembered that specifically, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, don't say anything, relax, sit down. You've trained enough people to handle the service. You don't have to do everything. You don't have to do anything when you are in the service. Just sit down and enjoy the service. Now, the Holy Spirit will not tell you that, Sit down, enjoy the service, because if you go, you will trip, and those monitoring speakers remove it from there. I told you years ago, one of my daughters, I left the bedroom and I was going to the kitchen. 
On my way to the kitchen, we had this room where we keep the deep freezers and fridges and everything. And the spirit said, go turn off the plug. And I said, it doesn't make sense turning off the plug. Why? We have fish, meat, and everything in the freezer. The spirit said, turn it off. So it didn't make sense, but I went and I turned it off. I went to the kitchen on my way back to the bedroom. My little girl had crawled from the bedroom looking for me and went and sat on a heavy transformer that was right there. And the electrical engineer had come the day before to do some works. He didn't finish, so he left it with the wires and everything all around it. But the Holy Ghost didn't tell me, your daughter is going to come and sit on it. Trans and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and You know, some years ago, we, we were invited to have dinner at the residence of one of these foreign embassies. And when we went, during the time of the small chops and everything, the Holy Spirit prompted me that I shouldn't eat. So I told the person I went with, I said, you know what? I don't feel like eating. He said, but you can't do that. You've been invited for dinner and you have accepted it. You have to follow protocol. And I said, I'll break the protocol. And she said, you can't do that. If you knew you weren't going to eat, you shouldn't have come. And I said, I've come and I'm not feeling the food, so I'm not going to eat it. She said, what are you going to do? I said, watch me. I'll tell him I'm not eating. He said, but you can't do that. I said, I just did. So when it was time for the meal, I said, I said Mr. Ambassador, uh, I don't eat late in the night. I'm on a diet. I don't eat after 6 p.m. So I'm going to drink water, but I can't eat the food if you don't mind. So oh, no, I don't mind, your eminence. And uh, the people I went with, they all ate. That night when we came home, one particular one started running, throwing up the whole night. It was a Saturday. And Sunday morning, I had to come and preach. So the Holy Spirit didn't tell me that if you eat the food Sunday morning, you won't be able to preach. You'll be running the whole night, so don't eat. He didn't tell me that. He just prompted me and said, don't eat. You know what the problem is? Sometimes eh, we ask too much questions. The Holy Spirit said, don't do this. Why shouldn't I do it? Why? If you are that type, you are curious, you want to know everything, you want the explanation. He doesn't owe you explanation. He gives you orders. Obey, and then you can ask questions. He doesn't have time to be telling you, if you do this, this. No, 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 no. He said, don't do it. Simple. That's it. Obey. And then after, you can have explanation. Amen? Somebody say amen. So that is what it's all about. The Holy Spirit guides us. He shows us what to do. He's our guide. He's our teacher. But he doesn't owe us all this explanation, explaining everything to you. No, 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 no. You just have to follow instructions and orders. Say, I hear you. All right, let's go, let's go on quickly. Romans 8 and 14, quickly. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you can't be led unless you are full. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, was led. The reason why we are not led by the Spirit is because we are not being filled with the Spirit. And the problem with the church is, the fact that you are baptized in the Holy Ghost doesn't mean you are always full of the Holy Ghost. You have to keep being filled. The fact that you drank water today doesn't stop or exempt you from drinking water tomorrow. It's a daily necessity. It's a daily requirement. We need mercy every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. 
Thy mercies are renewed every morning, 365 days in a year. Every morning we obtain new mercies. If you need new mercies, it's like fresh manna, every day fresh manna. The manna today can survive tomorrow. Every morning they have to have fresh manna. Every morning we need fresh mercy. Renewed mercies, new mercies I see. Every morning you and I must be filled with the Spirit every morning. We have to drink the Holy Ghost every morning. Drinking the Spirit every day. Every day. It's necessary to give our spirit dominance over our flesh. Because this flesh is not going to let you and allow you to be spiritual. I'm just telling you. This flesh is into itself. And if you don't drink the Holy Ghost and allow the spirit to have dominance, you'll be full of self. You'll be full of emotions, full of yourself, always arguing, critical of everybody, including yourself, accusing everybody, pointing finger at everybody. Something is always wrong. You are always offended. You are always hurt. I'm telling you, you will not go far if you are a wife and you are always hurt, always offended, always critical of your husband, always reminding him of the mistakes and of the errors and of the sins of the past. Your marriage is not going to be interesting. There will not be fun. There will not be laughter. You will kill romance. Even Viagra won't work. Did I say that? I said that, eh? I shouldn't have gone there, but I went there. Eh? Don't take me on social media. Oh. And those of you on social media, I'm warning you in the name of Jesus. Repent. Amen? Cialis won't work. What will make it work is, the, is forgiveness and the love of God. And if you are a man and a husband, and every time you keep reminding the poor woman of the things she did wrong, and she did this, and she did that, and every time you become a schoolmaster and teacher, you are always on the poor woman. You are killing affection. You are killing her spiritually. You will make her cold. And when you need warmth and affection and love, she can't give it to you because you've killed it. We have to learn to forgive and to forget means don't bring it up. Stop repeating it. Don't recall. Don't remind him. That is a sign of maturity. How do you do that? By divine editing. And it's the Holy Spirit that does that. And that's why you need to be filled of the Spirit. And hear me. Remember this. And write this thing down. Think about something. Look at me. I want you to hear something I'm about to tell you. It helped me a great deal in the time of one of my major challenges in life. And this is the word. What you keep talking about, you keep it alive. Or let me put it this way. You keep alive what you keep repeating. But what you don't talk about dies a natural death. So if you want something to die and you don't want to keep bringing it up, stop talking about it. Because the more you keep talking and making reference, keep talking and making reference, you are killing something. I'm telling you. Good relationship has died because people refuse to let go. Even when people repent and they change, and you keep bringing up the same thing over and over, your children will rebel. Wife will rebel. Husband will rebel. Loved ones will rebel. At a point, just let it go. Somebody say, let it go, let it go, let it go. And I have come to realize that even with my biological and spiritual children, 
I cannot convict them of sin, judgment, and of righteousness. I can't. I can't play the Holy Ghost in anybody's life because I am not the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Ghost who convicts people of sin, judgment, and of righteousness. And if you're a woman of God, be an intercessor and pray and deploy the Holy Spirit to convict your husband. Stop talking every time. Where did you go? Give me your phone. Then when the man sleeps, you are in his cell phone. You are checking text, checking this, trying to break the code. And you husbands, always going to your wife's text and WhatsApp. You want to know, who is this? Who is this calling? Who is this saying, darling? Stop all those craziness. You have to pray and let the Holy Spirit convict people. I'm telling you. My biological children and my spiritual children. I was talking to Daniel yesterday and I said, you know, son, I just learned to just let the Holy Spirit deal with all of you. And he was laughing. I said, I know a lot. I see a lot of things. Yeah, I see a lot. But I realize that if I'm not careful, everything I talk, everything I talk, everything I talk, they begin to resent me. And sometimes some of the kids, when I call them, I say, we need to talk. What have I done again? What have I done again? What have I done again? They, also, they use that word, what have I done again? Yeah. They don't like that. So I have to, I have to hold myself, gather all the information, wait for a long time, and whilst we are laughing in a good atmosphere, then I fire something small here with wisdom. Then I fire another one here. Then, then they say, so when did you know this? Oh, long time ago. And you didn't say anything. I said, I was waiting for the right time. Somebody say, timing, timing. Somebody say, timing. And that is also something between husband and wives, children, parents. You have to watch the timing. I'm telling you, timing is very important. Because you can say the right thing, but when the timing is wrong, you're in trouble. And for husband, especially when your wife is in her cycle, that is not the time to confront issues. Because at that time, hormones and chemicals are flying at high at altitudes. So that is not the time to bring up some stuff. That is the time you master yourself, your feelings, and you become very, very, very gentle and very watchful. Because you will release one fire and the amount of fires that will come at you, you won't even know where you belong. Somebody say timing, timing, timing. Yeah, yeah. And women, you must also watch timing because some of you, you are married to busy men, men that has a lot on their plate. And sometimes women, we, we, we carry a lot. We carry a lot. And the man comes home, he wants something to eat, he wants to relax, he wants to sleep, and he, and he wants some love and wants some warm and wants some attention, and then you just fire. Who was that girl you were talking to? Where were you? Where did you go? I called you five times, you didn't pick your phone. That is not like you. Why didn't you pick your phone? What happened this time around? Kweku, talk to me, oh. Daniel, I want to hear something. Why are you not saying anything? You see, you are guilty. You've concluded. Then out of the frustration of the work of the day and everything, he also fires. I'm tired of you. Why? Say whatever you want to say. Please, give me a break. And then, where's my khaki? He takes the khaki, he drives out of the house. And he goes to a restaurant to eat. Why is he eating? An old girlfriend just pops up at the restaurant. 
And he said, hey, Danny, I haven't seen you for all these years. I hear you are doing so well. I'm told you are married. You have this beautiful wife. Are you happy? Says all the night things and fire one intercontinental ballistic missile. Are you happy? And then, Danny is quiet. And he said, I want an answer. You remember those days? How happy I used to make you. Brother, that is the time you have to begin. Hey, Kadus, Letuku Badahasa, Sasasu Tabahan, Hey, Lipokus Tabahan, Satan, get thee behind me. That is not the time to be nice and trying to say, <laughs> you know, you know, it's life, it's life. And then you say, are you also happy? Uh, not happy like I used to be when I used to be with you. But I thought you are also married. Yeah, yeah, I'm married, but you know, you, you were one person that made me happy than anybody else. No one have been able to touch me like you touch me. Somebody say, trouble, trouble. Then your wife begins to call. The phone is ringing at that time. And you don't want to be disturbed, so you are not picking it. Then your wife's best friend, also just walking, eating, saw you eating and sent a text to your wife. Who is this lady talking to your who is this lady talking to Danny or Kwebu? Eh, there's a lady talking to him. Where is he? At the restaurant. I'm coming there right now. Make sure you keep him there. So this is the reason why you left the house. You didn't answer my questions. And you left to come and meet her here. Okay. I'm going to my mother. I'm packing my things. Let's go on. Listen. Don't, don't think you are smart, oh. Don't think you are smart. Never think you are so spiritual that the devil can set you up. You are a joke. He can set you up. A true story I was told of a couple, they fought. And the lady left to go and drop the children at school. On her way back from school, she had a call. And an old boyfriend had just come from Germany and called her and said, hey, it's been a long time. And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you doing? I'm fine. Where are you? Oh, I just dropped my children at school. And he said, where are you? He said, oh, I'm at Labadi. Oh, I'm just five minutes away. Can we talk? Yes, boom, went there. They met. They had breakfast. I don't know what happened. After breakfast, there was a performance. What led to the performance? I don't know. What kind of performance? I don't know. The guy was sick. He had AIDS. And he had come to die and gave it to her. She went home, made love with the husband and gave it to him. Three generations wipe out. Just one misunderstanding. Left, I'm going to drop the kids. I'm gone. Hear me. The enemy can set you up. Hear me. Spirits are more intelligent than human beings. And the only way we beat the enemy is when we are filled with the spirit. Don't use your head. Stop using your head. Your head won't beat him. He's smarter than that. Come with me. Acts 2-4, quickly. My time is up. Acts 2-4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And some were filled with the Spirit. No. Some. No. But they were. Oh. They were. Oh. They were. Oh. Not some. Today, 
there are some saying that you can't be filled with the Spirit, and there are others saying you can be filled with the Spirit. We are divided, but they were all, so we can all be filled with the Spirit. And they all spoke. Acts 4, 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel. Here was Peter who denied Christ thrice. He was afraid of dying. When he was filled with the Spirit, he had the boldness, the courage, the audacity to face and confront the elders and the rulers of Israel and was not afraid of dying. That is what happens when we are filled with the Spirit. That is what happens when we are under his influence and we drink the Holy Ghost. Acts 4, 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they speak the word And of they God, were all filled. And some of them, and some of them, but they were, oh. somebody talked to me, and they were, all filled. and they were, all filled. say all, oh. all was filled with the Spirit, and all spoke the word of God with boldness. Acts 7, 55. But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost before and he was filled with the Holy Ghost again and could withstand the attacks of men, saw the glory of God and had the audacity in the mix of being stoned to death to ask for forgiveness for those who were killing him. It takes being filled with the Spirit to go past your emotions and your flesh and yourself. Let us be filled with the Spirit. Hear me. If you don't get filled with the Spirit, you'll be filled of self and flesh. And I want you to write this down. What you feed the most grows the most. If you feed your Spirit, it grows the most. Your emotion, your soul, your flesh, it grows the most. And hear me, write down. What you pay attention to the most will eventually determine your directions and determine the outcome of your circumstances. Acts 13 and 9. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him. He was filled with the Holy Ghost and was focused. We can't focus. Too much distraction, but we can focus. When we are full of the Spirit and under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, like men come under the influence of wine and alcohol, we can be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. And when we are under the influence of the Holy Ghost, we can confront and withstand anything, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, said Elohim. Put your hands together and say amen. Acts Acts chapter 13, verse 52, and I'm done for today. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. They were what? Filled with joy Not and with the Holy Ghost. a disciple, but dead disciple. Plural, not singular. Dead disciples were filled with the Holy Ghost and with joy. Today I pray that you and I will be filled with the Spirit, please stand. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord.
Come and quench this destiny of my soul. Yeah, bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my heart, fill up and make me whole. Sing it again. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Come and quench this thirsty of my soul. Breath from heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my says, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? For those who hunger and thirst shall be filled. With your hands lifted up, tell him I love, I thirst. I hunger for more of you, Lord, more of the Holy Ghost. Talk to him in your own language right now. For the next one minute or two, talk to him in your own language. You can't fill that void with anything else. We use everything to fill that void. Nothing can fill that void and vacuum but the Holy Spirit. We try to fill that vacuum with everything and it doesn't work. It takes only the Holy Spirit to fill that vacuum. She da da do O ma sidi Aye tu liki Sadan di libo Soda la man diki sudalanze Sudiandalamandu Selamandu kisi and Ele malakanda su Ilamankandi lamando Elamarayando lusu Si falando si Kedela mambo Amen My time is up lift up your hands Say in the name of Jesus I block any misrepresentation of the preaching of the archbishop it will not be taken out of context by anyone on social media. In the name of Jesus, say, I block any misrepresentation of what was said. Put your hands together. I block it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. What a powerful word that was from His Eminence. Keep being filled with the Spirit. We know that you were blessed by that message, and we look forward to sharing God's Word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence.